Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but even that short period of time gets us into God's Word, and that's important for us. It helps us keep in focus in our relationship with God, to be thinking about our spiritual lives, but also helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people who need to turn their lives around from a spiritual perspective. Help them by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Now, you might help somebody turn their life around. You might help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. We're going to talk about how the devil works to try to pull us down. Seven attacks on our faithfulness. Faithfulness is the open demonstration of our faith as we consistently live by the teachings of the faith which is God's word. Now, I hope you picked up that I actually used the word faith in three different references there, three different frames of thought. First, we might think about our faith. A lot of people talk about having faith in God. Well, that's great. But now that's only the beginning point. Faith is my personal belief. Where does my faith come from? It comes from the faith, which is the word of God as it is referred to a number of times in New Testament Scripture. The faith, when we're reading God's Word, teaching us about Christianity, about God, about Christ, about the the church, that's the faith being communicated to us. My faith develops as I come to understand that, believe it, and make the proper applications to my life. Now, those proper applications on a consistent, ongoing basis, that's my faithfulness. Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. That is my faith put into action through obedience, dedication, service, commitment on a consistent, ongoing basis as I live my life every day through the rest of my life. So faithfulness is the open demonstration of my faith as I consistently live by the teachings of of God's word, which is the faith. Faith is our personal belief in God and Christ. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the biblical definition of faith, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now in verse 6, the Hebrews writer goes on and says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we must have faith in God if we want God to bless us. And ultimately that blessing would be with eternal life in heaven. But a lot of people, they claim to have faith in God, but they don't want to live the life of faithfulness. That is, putting their faith into practice through obedience to God's teachings on a consistent basis. They want the blessings without the commitment. 
In John chapter 8 and verse 24, Jesus said that we must have faith in him as God's son and our Lord and Savior. He said, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Our faith develops as we study, as we understand, and as we believe and put into practice accurately and properly the teachings of God's word. We say over and over again, Romans 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing the word of God. It doesn't just happen to us. It's not magical or mystical. It is a developmental process as we read God's word or hear it taught and we come to understand it and we believe it and then we put it into practice in our lives That is how our personal faith develops. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 23, the Apostle Paul wrote this, If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister." Now, notice that the faith is used in a parallel kind of reference to the gospel, which was preached and to which people came to understand and ultimately obey. They became Christians. The faith, God's word, the gospel message of Jesus Christ, salvation through him. And that's the message that we are to preach and teach throughout all the world in every generation. We look also at chapter 2 and verse 7 in Colossians, and we read this, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. We need to not just have some faith. A lot of people have what might be called surface level faith. Oh, they believe in God. They believe in Christ, but they just don't live a life that demonstrates very much at all their faith in God, their faith in Christ. But we need to be rooted. We need to be built up in that faith, established, grow in that faith as we've been taught. We need to abound in it with thanksgiving, the apostle Paul says. Well, that faith is important for us. We really need to pay attention. We need to know not just something to believe, but we need to know what to believe and why to believe it. In Titus chapter 1, verse 9, the Apostle Paul talked about withstanding false teachers. In verse 9, he says, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine, and the word doctrine simply means teaching, sound doctrine, what's that? Correct teaching, correct teaching, and and correct truth, true teaching. So holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Who are those who contradict? How is it that they contradict? They're the false teachers. They're teaching something that contradicts the true teaching of God's word. In this particular case, Paul is probably referring most directly to those false teachers who would come in and contradict the teachings of Christianity, 
the gospel of Christ. He says they must be stopped. Now, he's not talking about going out and physically confronting them and beating them up or something like that. Some people react in that kind of negative way almost automatically. But no, he's talking about you stop them, you confront them with the truth. You correct them in their false understanding, their false teaching, by teaching the truth. And in that way, you withstand them. And ultimately, in some cases, you would convict them of their error and convince them to change their understanding and their teaching. Well, that would be the ultimate goal. So faithfulness is our consistent dedication to live obediently to God's word, to those teachings which, are, which constitute the faith from which our faith develops. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Very direct, very straightforward, very simple to understand. So my faith is based upon those teachings of God's word. And my faithfulness is when I put those teachings into consistent practice obediently in the way that I live my life. And my faith is dependent or is developed from the teachings of God's word, which make up the faith, that body of teaching and truth in God's word that I need to understand so that I can develop my personal faith. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, again, Jesus said, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. So our ultimate eternal reward is tied not just to our faith, my belief in God, my belief in Jesus, but it's tied to my faithfulness. And that is putting that belief into practice through obedience and dedication and commitment and service to God as guided by his word, the faith. Our eternal reward is tied to our faithfulness or the lack thereof. So we need to keep proper focus on living faithfully before God, living my faith effectively and obediently. Now, what's the particular title or frame of thought that this particular series is based upon? How the devil attacks our faithfulness. Now, I'm sure that you can come up with more than just seven attacks that the devil uses on our faithfulness, but these are seven that are pretty basic and that we can all relate to. And the devil is out there attacking consistently and continually. The apostle Peter likens him in this way, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary... The word adversary means literally one who stands against you. We could just boil it down and say your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, we understand the danger of meeting a roaring lion on the way, on, on the way someplace. He's out there. He's not going to shake our hand or, you know, jump up and lick our face. He's going to 
kill us and eat us. The devil, he's about our eternal destruction and condemnation in hell. Peter goes on and says in verse 9, resist him. How? Steadfast in the faith. Well, so we need to have strong, committed, diligent faith to be able to resist the devil's attacks on our spiritual life, trying to pull us away from faithfulness in the way that we live our lives before God. We're going to start looking at those seven attacks. And again, these are seven that I believe we can all relate to. And we could say, yeah, these are common. The devil really goes after us in these ways. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your will and through that, through those teachings to eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to read, help us to study, and help us to put them into practice in our lives so that we can not only have faith in you, but that our faith will motivate us to be faithful to you always and consistently, Father. And help us to be an example to all around us along these lines of faithfulness. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.